Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome Welcome to the Eric Zinchel Podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. All right, today I'm going to get into an anniversary of sorts. I'll start with this. And I had pulled this aside after I discovered it. It is a sheet of paper with writing on it. Um, from To uh, talk about it on the anniversary of its distribution of it to your old pal EZ. But I missed the date. So we're just going to have to pretend that it's October 7th because on October 7th, 2014, I received a town square media performance improvement plan. This is one of several things that, uh, were telling me I was not long for the radio, <laughs> On GRD with my heroes, our heroes, yours and mine, uh, uh, the Gregster and Chris. On the radio, there was some commercial where the guy was saying, uh, talking about how there is hope for those with AIDS. And then you hear Ron Burgundy go, nope. (laughs) And, um. And then you hear Arnold Schwarzenegger go, quit whining or stop whining. Oh my God. Now for, oh, I don't know, two decades. uh, No, I take it back for a decade prior to that. Every time I did that, it was met with uproarious laughter in the room and Well, when people would hear it out in the wild. (laughs) Think about that. You got a guy on there saying, I have AIDS and there is hope for me. And then, nope. (laughs) Fantastic. Now, this had been... um, The the people that uh, run the radio station are so stupid. They think that that's a bad thing to make it so that everyone wants to hear the commercial breaks. When the clients bitch, just say, yeah, we don't know. It was a glitch. It's weird. I don't know what happened. Make something up. Fucking lie. Who gives a shit? But no, no, no. We don't want that. Date, October 7th, 2014, to me, from supervisor names, Tom Cook, Russ Hines, John Walker. Subject, offensive audio clips played over AIDS HIV commercial. I like how it says, Town Square Media Performance Improvement Plan, when really this is just a note telling me that Threatening me my job. That's all this is.
Uh, this memorandum serves as a written record regarding the discussion that you and I are having today about your job performance. Hang on, this camera's killing me. It's cutting off the top of my head, and that's messing with my mojo. Can't have that. Sorry. Boldface. I have made the following observations about your performance and or conduct. On October 3rd, 2014, you played audio clips from movies over a commercial for HIV AIDS, AIDS awareness and treatment. The quit whining and nope. Clips were played in places as a response to the man speaking on the commercial. By the way, for those of you that are uh, uh, just getting in here, would you stop just getting in here? Would you start at the beginning of the show? The next time I see somebody come in here, and say, oh, what did I miss? What did I, what did I, oh no, I'm late. What did I miss? Fuck you. You're getting banned. Corey, you piece of shit. Corey says I was in a commercial. Well, that's your own goddamn fault. It's not my fault or anybody else's. Don't come into the goddamn room and start dropping. Tell me what I missed. Tell me what I missed. Fuck me. We're reviewing my Town Square Media Performance Improvement Plan from October 7, 2014. I meant to do it on that date, but uh, forgot. On October 3rd, 2014, you played audio clips from movies over a commercial for HIV, AIDS, awareness, and treatment. The quit whining and nope clips were played in places as the response to the man speaking on the commercial. That's fucking brilliant, by the way. Detail of prior discussions or warnings on this subject. Now, everything that I'm about to read to you here is a lie. You've been told in the past, both by previous GMs and by your co-hosts, to stop playing audio clips over commercials. Okay, um, previous GMs, no, that never happened once. Um, Phil Catlett didn't give a shit. If I got in the weeds, he would always fix it for me because he's great. But Russ sucked. Hey, Eric, you're going to want to knock that off. You're going to get in trouble one day. Shut up, Russ. And it says, uh, you've been told by your co-host, if... Being told uh, by my co-host means laughing till they almost piss their pants every time I did it. Then, yeah, I guess so. What a crock of shit. Uh, your performance must improve immediately. Indefinitely, your progress will be monitored closely. Expectations are as follows immediately stop doing anything, all caps, to manipulate, modify, 
change the meaning or change the message of commercial announcements, public service announcements, station promos, etc. Oh fuck. That's a that's a tall order. There should be no mention or discussion of this incident or disciplinary process to any person either inside or outside the building except those who have been involved thus far. Russ Hines, Tom Cook, Greg Daniels. I barely remember Tom Cook. Of course, I know Greggy. Russ Hines. These other people, I do not remember the names. Eric Hellum, Greg Janoff, and Kurt Johnson. I don't know who that is. I honestly have no memory of who that is. There should be no mention or discussion of this incident or disciplinary process via social media, including but not limited to Twitter and Facebook. I like how they write it that way. Uh, and it, so if we find out about YouTube, it's the same thing as Facebook or Twitter. You better not put this on fucking, uh, I can't even say, WhatsApp. Avoid this on your MySpace page. Like I'm going to go, hey, guess what, guys? Um, Blue State Rob says, so uh, Smug Beer was above, was above you, boss. Why would his name be on that? The only reason, I'm not sure why Smug Beer was involved with this. Um, they, Who knows? Maybe they cornered him and said, yeah, what do you think of this guy? And he's like, yeah, fucking get rid of him. Wouldn't surprise me. At this point, I was hating Greg. At this point in our careers, it was like, I hate that fucker. I didn't even want to go to work to see his fucking fat ass lip face. Um... Failure to comply with the above expectations will result in immediate termination. Going forward, you will not, quote, make fun of or otherwise insult station clients, advertisers, or partners, either in a paid commercial, during regular on-air breaks, or via social media. I guess that means uh, uh, fucking... Right-wing conservatives who have shitty arenas and wear stupid pants. You will be suspended for one week without pay beginning Wednesday, October 8th and lasting through Tuesday, October 14th. We'll also be required to attend sensitivity training at your cost through a source approved by Town Square Media. So I did actually take this serious at the time. I didn't have a bad attitude about it like I do now. And uh, so I was like, "All right, I can. I'll play along. I want to. I want to keep my livelihood. I want to. I want to keep uh, my job at the time." Um, and then I I went to um. As I recall. Um. Russ wanted me to find a place to get my quote unquote sensitivity training. So, um, I started to look and I'm calling various, like, you know, shrinks and psychology and work 
HR businesses or whatever the fuck to get my. And so I would submit. How about this? How about this? And I would never hear back. All he had to do was say, yeah, that's approved. But that's what they wanted me to do. They wanted me to pay for my own sensitivity training, which I was willing to do. I actually did uh, follow through on that. I, 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 Like I said, I did take this serious at the time. Uh, at your cost through a source approved by Tom, Tom Square Media. They never approved it. And then this. Russ writes, you and I will meet again on October 15th and weekly thereafter to review your progress. We met on October 15th and never again. If significant improvement is not shown at the end of this time period, your employment with the company may be terminated. However, if little or no progress is being made or other unacceptable behavior occurs, you may be terminated at any time prior to the date of our next review. We never spoke again. Please sign below your signature in this document is an acknowledgement that this matter has been discussed with you and you have reviewed this document prior to inclusion in your personal file. Your signature is not an indication of agreement or disagreement or of the issues that are outlined in this document. Signed, EBZ, 10-8-2014. Oh my God. The fun we had at Town Square Media. What a shit show. Adam says, did they not approve the, t- the sensitivity training so they could say you're not compliant in finding sensitivity training? I don't know. Uh, Amanda says, what I would want to know is who called the station to complain. You know, I have no, I have no idea. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it could have been no one and it could have been, um, a complete conspiracy to end my time there. Because like I said, I hated Greg at this time. So I wouldn't be surprised if he hated me. If you know what I mean. Ah, yes. The fun we had at WGRD. And, um, Yes, that was, uh, what, nine years ago, right? Yes, nine years ago. And then that was, uh, you know, then that put into um, motion um, making the comment that the Delta Plex is a dump, however many months after that. It was more than a year. It was a year and year and four months that until... And then that the year and four months was all shit shows anyway. We're, we were we didn't even give a fuck. Nobody cared. Show sucked at that point anyway, and it's even worse now. I uh, hope you enjoyed the who are these free beers and Ben and uh, Ben and Eric Patreon podcast audio on Patreon. Uh, got those published over the weekend, and I think I did uh, who are these free beers on Friday, and then Ben and Eric on Saturday. Uh, I have, uh, on my brain has been this, uh, urological issue with your old pal EZ. And like, you know, I am not a sit around and complain about it and hope that it goes away. I am an active participant in my health. So it was a, uh, call to the doc on Friday. And then Kenny suggested it's a Friday. They're not going to call you back. 
call him again. I did. I did call him again. And uh, I got my urologist moving around. Then they said, okay, here's what we need you to do. In case this is a urinary tract infection or kidney stones, we need you to go to the doc and get a urinalysis and get an x-ray. I said, fuck yes, it's happening. Let's do this. Off I go. And uh, get my x-ray done, get my urinalysis. And then they said, we can't really interpret it until like today, Monday. I go, hey, whatever. Let's get the ball rolling. But what they do do is they send you the results back on the uh, on the app. Now, all I uh, I'm not a doctor, obviously, so I'm looking at them, um, but I can kind of figure out what's up because what they do is when they show it to you um, on the app, the test results, it's um, there's like uh, a chart or a, a bar and it's color coded, and um, it's green in the middle. That's the sweet spot where you want whatever it is they're measuring to determine if you have an issue in your urine. And then to the right and left of the green spot is yellow and red. And you, you know, you definitely don't want to be in yellow and red, but, uh, all of my, um, all of my, uh, indicators showed green. So I'm going to roll the dice there and say, there's probably nothing wrong in terms of, uh, my urine that would indicate some type of infection. So, all right. Then I get the results back um, on the app for the x-ray. And uh, they said there was, um, how did they word it again? It was weird because they kind of like do, um, you know, they uh, lay you down on the table to get the x-ray of your midsection. See test results. Um, all right. They saw in my bowel some mottled gas, M O T T L E D, mottled gas and stool is is seen scattered throughout the colon. No dilated loops of bowel are appreciated. Abnormal calcifications, colon. No discrete renal or ureteral calcifications are appreciated. I think that's a fancy way of saying uh, no kidney stones. Punctate calcifications within the left upper quadrant are favored as splenic granulomata and or other superimposed enteric content. A single punctate calcification projects over the left upper kidney, which could represent a very small intrarenal calculi measuring one to two millimeters. Other than the one, what they're saying is other than the one to two millimeter thing that could be a stone, everything looks fine. So I don't know. Uh, all I know is that I have a lot of pressure on my, um, on my bladder all the time. It's the damnedest thing too, because, um, on Friday it was, it was horrible. 
I mean, I couldn't even concentrate when I was doing that show here. Today, it's not nearly as bad. Still still something going on. I can feel a little heat down there. No good. Uh, but the hockey game was fucking brutal. Holy shit, was that bad. Um, it was so bad that I went, um, I got there, did my thing on pregame, and then uh, just before the warm-up, no, the warm-up happened, and then they resurfaced the ice, and then I had about three minutes to get across the ice. I actually, I have never done this before in all my years of doing this. This is the, my 18th year doing this. I uh, I went across the ice just before the game into the locker room to go pee. Came back. First period, I'm dying at the end of the first period. Immediately out of the box. Um, pee. Second period. Intermission. Same thing. Oh, my God. Horrible. Uh, not as big of a, of, a, of a problem now. And then I started chugging cranberry juice. I'm not even sure if that even works. And that's supposed that's supposed to um, improve your um, uh, health of something in your urinary tract, but I don't know if that's completely known if that even does anything. All I'm doing is waiting at this point. Fucking sucks. Uh, it was a remarkable weekend, though, uh, at the Easy Household because I said to the Queen of the Forest, "I want to make everybody a Chinese food or Asian food feast." We're going sweet and sour chicken with uh, fried rice and yum-yum sauce. Now, the yum-yum sauce, you just buy it. You actually go to the store, and it says yum-yum sauce. If you've ever been to any type of hibachi-type restaurant or any place that sells fried rice, ask for the yum-yum. And uh, so that was the plan. And my God, did I crush this. Jesus uh, the first time I ever made this, my sweet and sour sauce was fucked. So uh, this was the redemption recipe. But I got it down, man. I got it down. I figured it out, and everybody just loved it. I don't want to get into too many of the details to bore you, but I'm going to include the recipes um, in the show notes of this. And there's one thing that they don't tell you in the recipe. When you're making the sweet and sour sauce, because what you do is you open up um, a can of um, uh, pineapple, cut pineapple chunks, and you drain all of the juice into a bowl. You add some water, you add some sugar, you add distilled white vinegar, and then you heat it. Uh, and then you also add a, a drop of um Orange food coloring. If you don't have orange, you got to use a drop of yellow and a drop of red to make orange. That's what I had to do. Except I used too much yellow and it came out as more of a yellow sauce as opposed to an orange sauce. But it doesn't matter. Color didn't matter. It taste was incredible. Heat that shit up. Then in a separate bowl, a little bit of water, a little bit of cornstarch, which cornstarch is, is a fucking bizarre ass uh, uh, substance because you put the whisk in it and it feels like you're turning cement. And then it kind of breaks up and starts to get suspended in the water. But if you stop, it's immediately going to turn to cement again. You get it moving and then you pour it into your hot sauce. Get some more heat on it. Stir it and heat it. It'll thicken up. And then boom, you got your sauce. And it's, it's, it's ridiculously sweet and ridiculously sour. 
My easy slaughter the Turks sweet and sour sauce is fantastic. My God. Uh, got my chicken. I got. I actually have a wok. Oh, I crushed it. And then when it comes to the rice, okay, this is so important. You must use jasmine rice and you must make it the day before and refrigerate it. If you make the rice and then just go, all right, done with the rice. Now it's time to fry it. It's going to be fucking horrible. You must refrigerate it overnight. If you don't have that much time, you spread it onto like a cookie sheet so it's thin. I had to do two cookie sheets because I made four cooked cups of rice and then put it in the fridge and just leave it there for as long as you possibly can. Came out awesome. Peas, carrots, white onion, garlic, uh, oyster sauce, soy sauce, and uh, the best part, after you remove it from the heat, the toasted sesame oil. Oh, my gosh. Did I overeat? No, not at all. Not a bit. What a winner I am. So the Eric Zane Show podcast, Slaughter the Turks, Asian Spectacular, went off without a hitch. Man. Maureen says, my mom forced me to eat sweet and sour once. It did not turn out well. I've never had it since. Oh, my God. Uh, Corey says cranberry juice is, uh, is for, if you have a UTI, yeah, that's true, but it also helps with urinary tract health in general. Supposedly nothing on that is proven. Um, Kenny says for years at doctor checkups, my doctor has gotten my test results back and always seemed absolutely shocked at how good all of my numbers are. I mean, I know why he's shocked and all, but damn. Yeah. That's not going to be forever. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, I look, and I, I want to warn, um, our pals, Kenny and Amanda late in the show. I'm going to crucify the both of you. Amanda, um, put her um, words out publicly. So a lot of you are expecting it. Kenny did not. I had a conversation with Kenny um, after I was tipped off about some of his shenanigans. But just so you know, I've been thinking about you two since yesterday. Uh, folks tipped me off about your behavior. And we need to discuss some things. And when I say me, we need to discuss some things. What I mean is I need to rip you a new asshole. Kenny says, can you please think of us separately? Kay, thanks. Wow. Yeah, this was, uh, this was a, very well it it just needs to be explained i i need to to spell it all out for you very very odd and i didn't even know about any of these things till some uh one of the audience members said hey uh have you seen this or do you know about this and i was like no i i don't that's coming that is coming 
Maureen says, do it before Amanda has to go to work. LOL. Uh, no, I'm going to, I'm going to save it for later. She'll, she'll figure it out. I don't even care. I, if she sees it or not, she'll see, she'll have to come back to it. Um, so yeah, everything still feels pretty wonky right now. It's not as stressful right now on my bladder as it was on Friday. That was the, that and, uh, Friday were the worst. Saturday, not nearly as bad today, not nearly as bad, but something's going on and I don't know what it is. It feels like it could fall apart at any minute. Uh, yesterday, our beloved Detroit lions win. Some of you are interested in the, uh, the Detroit lions because of me talking about them. People who aren't in Michigan or don't give a shit, but this is dominating my life right now. You need to understand, I don't watch football outside of the Lions. I don't watch college football. I follow it. I know who the top teams are. I know the drama. I know that Colorado fucking puked uh, after being up by like a million points at halftime. I know that uh, uh, USC is a fraud. I know that Notre Dame beat the shit out of them. I know that Michigan has done well beating a bunch of loser teams and everybody thinks they're going to win the national championship. I know that if you go to Michigan State, you're going to get raped by somebody. Things like that. But the Lions, I read the injury reports. I watch the press conferences. I don't watch pregame and postgame. I just watch the game and pay attention. Okay, that's all I care about and my fantasy football team. They win again yesterday. They win on the road, which isn't easy, against a team that's pretty good. Uh, Tampa in first place in the, uh, I believe, NFC South. Tampa really couldn't score any points against the Lions, and that's how they ended up winning the game because the Lions had their own challenges. Uh, player key players hurt uh, during the game. Key players hurt. I think that guy David Montgomery, he's the running back, who's done really well for them. He had a, a great run, and then I think he got tackled and landed like on the ball. And I think um, the ball between the ground and his body, and the guy landed on top of him, uh, fucked up his ribs. So uh, off he goes. He doesn't play anymore for the rest of the game. It doesn't matter. They bring in some joker off the bench by the name of uh, Craig Reynolds who throws this crazy block that, I mean, I mean, it was like 11 guys are going to tackle our receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown, who's just trying to get a first down. And then Craig Reynolds throws a block and he blocks all 11 guys at once. They fell like fucking bowling pins. And then our guy scoots in for a touchdown. That's all we needed. Fuck you. This guy, Jamison uh, Williams, the uh, uh, rookie who um, didn't play all last year until the end of the year. And then this year hasn't been able to catch a pass thrown his way. He gets busted for gambling. It's all fucked up. He catches an incredible catch, an incredible catch. Oh, fuck. To get in the end. So that was unbelievable. How about that? Now, listen. This fucking team is five and one right now. 
This is their best start since, like, Elvis topped the charts. Their best start at 5-1 and one since 1957. In 1957, they didn't have face masks on their helmets. Think about that. In their last 16 games going back last season to this season, like if you were to combine the two, they're 13-3 and three in their last 16 games. This year, They've beaten Kansas City on the road. They won in Green Bay, and they won at Tampa. Not easy. And two of those three teams are first-place teams. And then next week, it doesn't get any easier because they go to Baltimore. It's bad enough you have to go to one of America's worst cities. I mean, Baltimore is a pile of shit. If the whole team is not murdered before the game, They then have to take on Lamar and the Ravens who are also in first place. All right. Now, right now, um, actually over the weekend, San Francisco lost to Cleveland somehow. And uh, the Eagles lost to um, who the fuck did the Eagles Oh, to the Jets. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, the Jets, they can win a whole bunch of games with that defense. Uh, Milf Hunter and the Jets defense beat the Eagles. So that means the Lions, the Eagles, and the 49ers have the same best record in the NFL. That's fucking nuts. And the Lions got there by winning. The Eagles and 49ers got there by losing to inferior opponents. Holy shit. Tied for the best record in the league. Your Detroit Lions. Forget about it. Flush it. Don't dwell on it. Back to work. Prepare for Baltimore. Look, I sound like I play for the team. Um, During this game yesterday, with like nine minutes to go, the Lions got the ball back. They're leading 20 to six. And I said, fuck this shit. I can't watch this. I go for the old walk to try to be less fraudulent. I got my, uh, I did my, uh, I got my five miles in, no biggie. Uh, I'm walking, it's cold, it's dark, it's drizzling rain. I'm walking, looking at the live updates on my phone as I'm walking. Seconds tick off the clock. The boys win. Five and one. Holy shit. Uh, Linda says the Dolphins are also five and one. Kenny says the fa- the fun fact that the Jets had never beaten the Eagles prior to yesterday. Of course, they don't play that much or in separate conferences, but um, my God. Maureen says even I wasn't born in 57. Ben Weller says the Lions aren't just winning. They're dominating games. I'm walking around with an ARB talking about them all the time. Uh, ARB, I think that stands for uh, Apparently Random Boner. I think I remember that that term that we used. Um, 
Yeah, the fact that they, you know, the 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 number of players that are not playing because of injury as they uh, win each game without those players and then they heal up, it'll be terrific when they have their full complement of stars. Uh, they're, they're down running backs. Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery both nicked. Gibbs should be ready to come back. That uh, rookie Brian Branch is a damn stud. Uh, Jerry Jacobs? No, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm fucking getting too deep on this. I apologize. But I'm just excited. And I hope you're excited for your old pal EZ because if they do, I mean, seriously, I'm already very, very happy. But, and there's one thing I can't stand is the people who are like, oh my God. Yeah, whatever. They're going to fuck it up. They're going to fuck it up. I cannot stand those people. They're right up there with uh, uh, former Zaniacs. Okay? That type of disgust. Cannot stand those people. Uh, One of the Bills players, looks like another Bills player, almost died on the field in last night's game. That was fucked up. Uh, Damian Harris is the guy's name. He's running the ball. He took a shot. And uh, I don't know what the hell happened, but he he didn't move. And then... uh, the next thing you know, this is in Buffalo with Damar Hamlin on the uh, sidelines. You know, the guy whose heart almost exploded on the field last year. Uh, this guy suffers a neck injury. And so people were thinking, my God, it's, he's paralyzed because he didn't move. And then they uh, they brought the ambulance out. By the way, the ambulance has on the back Damar Hamlin's jersey on the back of it. They bring that they carry this guy off the field in the ambulance, uh, Damian Harris, and they're, they're saying that it looks like he's okay. He gave a thumbs up sign with his left hand from the stretcher as he was loaded into the ambulance. Now, so the uh, uh, announcer's like, oh boy, he gave thumbs up. That means he's okay. It means he's okay. Well, no, no, it doesn't at all. There was a guy for the Lions back in the early 90s who his, uh, his neck became like malto meal and uh they're they're same thing and he goes thumbs up thumbs up but he's a paraplegic now his name is mike utley still alive today so i didn't think like oh he's good it's like i don't know about that i haven't seen his legs move See, they said that his extremities are all intact. He's uh, he's from Alabama. Linda, you might remember Damian Harris. He got drafted in the third round of uh, the draft, 2019. You probably don't remember because you don't care about the players. You only care about Nick Saban. Uh, the Giants ended up losing that game. 14 to nine. That game was a pile of shit last night. The bills suck. Okay. They're horrible. They're, they're four and two, but I don't know how the giants are one of the worst teams in football. Uh, they, they had a chance to win it, but they blew it because they suck. They suck worse. 
Holy crap. Okay, I want you to stay right there. Your old pal EZ needs to go tinkle. You know how it is. I will be right back. Okay. Off and running. Thank you for watching the show on uh, Facebook and X on YouTube as well. I'll send you all on your way. If you want to watch the whole show, please check it out on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Most people, though, download the Twitch app. And then they search Eric Zane live and you can watch the show uh, live as we do it. And it uh, is uninterrupted. You can follow, you can subscribe. When you subscribe, you see zero commercials like Corey should do, but he's too much of a cheap bastard to do that. Uh, he probably uses the one subscription on some stupid gaming thing. So that means right now he's getting ads because I see that there's ads going right now. Uh, anyway, if you subscribe, you absolutely can uh, avoid the commercials. You can do that by uh, either for free linking up your Amazon Prime account or throw a few bucks at it. I forget how much it is. I don't even like talking about that because I hate asking you for money. But uh, there is that option if you choose. Send me an email on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox. That is the uh, best way to communicate with your old pal EZ. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. If you want to say hello. And uh, so there you go. Follow me on social media. If you do listen to the audio podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review uh, the audio podcast. Wherever you download shows, the Eric Zane Show podcast, everything I say and do here is on there. And uh, all there as soon as I get done with this live show, as I do each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here. Okay, but for now, I'm going to send you guys off on Facebook, X, and YouTube. Enjoy your day. Thanks for being here for the first part of the show. Get the whole show on Twitch. Uh, Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. X brought to you by Blue Frost IT for now. And also follow me on YouTube. All right. The open and live stream brought to you by Irvine, 616-532-6600. That's 616-532-6600 when you need your car repaired for scheduled maintenance, maybe an emergency, something going wrong. My God, get it taken care of at Irvine's. 616-532-6600. Find them online at Irvine's.com, E-R-Vines. That's E-R-Vines.com. Right in the middle of Grand Rapids, Michigan. You can't miss them. They're along 44th Street, just a few blocks east of 131. Side Street is called Stafford. You turn north on it, and there they are, just down the street. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling is usually here enjoying the show. He's here now because he's awesome. Uh, I saw Joe at the hockey game. His uh, brand new, enormous A&E heating and cooling banner uh, proudly being displayed in the southeast corner of the arena, just above the little uh, uh, platform there where people congregate and drink beers. 
The, it's like the A&E heating and cooling party nest is what we can call it. So cool. Uh, Joe, a season ticket holder with his whole family. Uh, that is so awesome, Joe. I'm really happy for you. Uh, folks, the $79 furnace tune-up is yours for the taking. Just reach out to Joe Martinez and schedule right now. 616-516-8579. That's 616-516-8579. You help the show when you call upon the sponsors. 616-516-8579. Speaking of hockey, um, there is there is something developing. Um, I wonder if Hurricane Ashley is here right now. This has to do with her. I, I, I don't think she's here. I noticed. I would have known it. I mean, it seems much more quiet around here. So I don't, I don't think she's here. And that's, you know, whatever. It's fine. It's fine if she's here. It's fine if she's not here. It doesn't matter. But this story centers around her. So her boyfriend is Tim Mayer. You see the Shoreliner striping logo right here. That's his business. So that's why she calls herself future Mrs. Shoreliners. These two have hit it off. Okay. They're, it's like they, they've become like a, 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 tra- it's a trashier version of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Now, Mayor, in addition to striping parking lots, um, is a former AHL ref. He's still like a uh, supervisor, supervisory ref. He's a ref in a supervisory role with the hockey league. What that means is um, he sits down with the refs and they watch footage of them refing. And then he says, yeah, over here, you're in the wrong position. You're being an asshole. Quit being a fucking idiot. That, that was a horrible call. Do better. That's his role with the American Hockey League. But his main gig is uh, striping shit. Well, I introduced Hurricane Ashley to Tim, and they hit it off. In fact, their first date, I saw their first date. They went to um, uh, Bosco's Pub. I made them food. That was in, like, early July. All right? Now, this is hockey opening weekend. So as I told you, I have to leave the ice to go to the bathroom as soon as the period ends. So like literally the players are going off of the ice and I'm behind them in line to get off of the ice. I'm like, get the fuck out of the way. Go, go, go. And so while I'm doing that, the refs are going over to their dressing room and I uh, intersect with them and the lead ref, he goes, oh, there he is. Now, I don't know who this guy is. I'm sure I've called his game before, but he goes, oh, the world's number one wingman. And I go, what? Uh, oh, you're talking about Timmy Mayer because I introduced them to each other. So he refers to me as the world's best wingman. That's funny. I go to the bathroom. I come out. They're back on the ice. 
The ref calls a penalty. He comes up to that little hole in the glass to tell to give me specifics so that I can announce a penalty. And he goes, all right, wingman, I got a hold on number 21 on the blue team. Two minutes. He's referring to me as a wingman. That was on Friday night. Saturday night, uh, one of the, it's, um, in fact, one of the referees on Saturday night is uh, Tim Mayer's close buddy. His name is Jake Rakuki. He's known as Cooks. That's his hockey nickname, Cooks. Jake Rakuki, who is uh, very, in fact, Rakuki's gone on double dates with Mayer. Him and his fiance, her name is Gabby, as uh, those two have gone on double date with Mayer and, and Ashley. So uh, I say, hey, what's going on, man? And then the linesman is a dude named Pat Richardson. He, uh, I'm coming off the ice to go pee, and he goes, oh, man, what about me? You got any, is there any, do you have any good-looking friends that you can introduce to me? What about me, huh? And I'm like, shut up, you're too fucking ugly. It was incredible. Um, so uh, apparently, Easy as matchmaker is uh, is circulating around the hockey ref world. Uh, Chris from Maine says, Chris from Maine. Chris from Maine talking about himself, I guess. Chris from Maine was inducted into the University of Southern Maine Huskies Hall of Fame last night for baseball. As stupid as it sounds, Easy. You have pulled the overly humble and too somber shit out of me over the years. I've listened to you, and this has helped me tremendously. Thank you. Wait a minute. What did I do? You, prior to being influenced by... Are you saying that prior to being influenced by me, you were... Overly humble and too somber. That's what you're saying, right? You were like kind of like like a poo pooing your own um, uh, things that you succeeded in. You weren't tooting your own horn. Is that what you're suggesting? Please confirm. Um, because that sounds like me. Oh yeah. When you do something great, you need to tell everyone how great you are and how much better you are than them. He says, as an athlete, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Hall of Famer in the house. University of Southern Maine Huskies Hall of Fame. You must have been fucking great as a baseball player. He describes himself as an overly quiet grinder. No, no, you got to like... After you hit the home run, you got to run around the bases with the bat and like hit people with it or do a, did you ever, if you were more humble, humble at the time, you probably never did the bat flip, you know, um, who was that guy for the Phillies? Uh, Bryce Harper, the son of a bitch hit like two home runs, uh, against, uh, I think it was, who was it? Who did they beat in the first round of the playoffs? Braves. I don't know. Anyway, he fucking hits that home run and he just stares down the opposing team dugout like, ah, fuck you. Oh my God, that's awesome. We need more of that in baseball. 
He says, now I have more fun. Well, your career's over now, so who gives a shit? Unless you're playing like beer league or men's league or something like that. Yeah, you got to grab your dick and uh, shove people and be an asshole. That's the only way to play. You got to flip that fucking switch. You get on the field. You fuck them up. You get in their head. You shut them down. A Hall of Famer. How about that? Uh, Corey says real players charge the mound while holding the bat. Oh, yeah. That to me is um, is what you do. I mean, if someone throws at your head, I've always wondered it, why they don't do this. If the batter remains calm, he can have everything. Okay, he can win the fight. If, there, if he's going to throw this giant rock at your head, the first thing you do is you go down, you dodge it, and then you take the bat and you hit the catcher over the head with the bat as hard as you possibly can. Because he's going to be chasing you when you're going to the pitcher's mound. So after you bash his brains in, you then go running towards the pitcher like Game of Thrones style Battle of the Bastards. And you can do one of two things. You can whip that fucking bat at him while you're running. Uh, either go for the head or his legs. Now, if you go for the legs, you can throw it at the ground. You can really fuck him up too. By the time he's just coming around to figuring out what the fuck is happening, you're on top of him. You throw him in a real uh, in a rear naked choke and nighty night. Now, you're going to be getting your ass kicked why you have them in the in the rear naked choke um but that's okay that's that's what happens in a fight you're not going to get it you're not going to be unscathed did you happen to see that thing where Jake Paul was it Jake Paul or Logan Paul fuck Jake Paul fight chaos um Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis. So one of these stupid, one of these stupid Logan Paul fights. I, I still can't quite get into these things. It's anything more than just a sideshow. All right. This is what, how it went down. Dylan Dennis gets disqualified. This is shit. This view of it is horrible. It was weird because um, Logan Paul was winning the fight. And then shit just went crazy in the ring. Oh, there is his photos there. Uh, Dylan Dennis got Paul. But look at Paul. He is wow, He has really taken some great steroids to be in such awesome shape. It's tough to find video of these things. Let's see. Chaos erupts. Maybe this is it. Yeah, here we go. This, this isn't bad. Look at He gets them in some kind of like wrestling yeah. hold.
Now that now that missed. And then they like break him up. And then this guy comes in the ring, whoever this asshole is. And here's Okay, now here's Jake Paul. Logan's the one with the shirt off. Here's brother Jake. There's Jake Paul in the midst of it. This could get rid of the ugly guys. There's a lot of bad blood. Let's hope it gets ugly. Up there, as you said, Jake Paul, bottles are being thrown. Meanwhile, that's the end of the fight. Then they start playing Eminem. security guards than he did in this fight i don't know i don't know who dylan danis is and i don't care only reason why i know who logan paul is because he's got a big mouth okay yeah there's i no just not interested uh logan can go scam more people or film more people that just committed suicide Oh, yeah, I remember that. As he was uh, starting to get his fame, didn't he go to some, uh, isn't there like some forest? It's called like the Forbidden Forest or some shit. Uh, Somewhere in, I don't know, I think it's Asian, Asian country, maybe Japan. Where there's, um, it's a place where it's supposedly, uh, a lot of people take their own life. Yeah, that's it. The suicide forest in Japan. And he was like shooting a live stream. And then he like a, comes up to like a guy who's dead. Oh, God. Uh, and he filmed them and he was being a real ass. What was he doing? Is he like teabagging them or something? Jesus. So many people in the ring, Chris, Hall of Famer. Chris, the Hall of Famer, writes, the ring robes were bulging more than EZ's prostate. Uh, Chris in Maine, the Hall of Famer, did they have like a big ceremony? Did they have like a uh, a montage of you playing baseball? Like your, like your pictures and all that at the... Uh, Southern Maine School of Mines uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. I need to know more about the big the big introduction into the Hall of Fame. And what does this mean? Do they have like a big bust? Kind of like the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I need I need more about you being a Hall of Famer. Chris the Hall of Famer in Maine. Is there any footage? of you playing baseball. Can you send me links and we can see some of your highlights? Chris in Maine says, hell yes. I got to get, I got to give a speech. He says, Google my shit. Well, how the fuck am I going to do that? Am I going to Google Chris in Maine hall of fame baseball? Fuck. I don't even know who you are. All I know is Chris in Maine and you played for Southern Maine High School Community College. 
I don't know. Give me some more info. You're not fucking Carl Yastrzemski, fuckface. It's a great reference. Corey has said more than once now, it's a D3 school. Why do you keep saying that? Does that make this less of an accomplishment? Shut up, Corey. I don't give a shit if it's a high school. What have you done, Corey, except sit around and jack your dick and uh, fucking play video games? I know it's not a high school. Would you shut up? All right, that's it. You have replaced Aram as one of the four horsemen. Aram shouldn't even have been in there in the first place. We have a changing of the guard. The four horsemen of annoying are uh, Corey number one, then Amanda, then Ashley, and then Kenny. The four horsemen of annoying. You are an annoying fucking dork. My God. You're the worst. Well, congrats, buddy. All right. At the hockey game, uh, in addition to the refs wanting me to find them a girlfriend, um, I fucked up some guy's name. His last name was spelled B-O-W-L-B-Y. B as in boy, O-W-L-B-Y. He gets called for a penalty. He's sitting right next to me. I don't know his first name. I got to the last name, and I said, penalty, two minutes, elbowing, so-and-so, Balbi. B-O-W, I took as Bow, Balbi. So basically, bowel, bowel B. And as I'm saying it, I hear, that's not my name. He's yelling at me because I said his name wrong. And it startles me. And I look over my shoulder. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I murdered this guy's name. It was uh, the wrong. It's, it's Bull B, B-O-W-L. Of course, it's Bull B. That bowel B, you asshole. I felt like such a dick. Uh, the other office officials laugh hysterically when something fucked up happens to me because they're dicks too. Uh, so no, it's not bowel B. Bowel B. Uh, Bull B is his name. He laughs. I laugh. I feel like an asshole. Uh, thank God we scored a power play goal. Fuck you. Uh, congrats to Go Josh Go. You're like, wait, why do I know that? If you've ever been to a Griffins game, you know who Go Josh Go, uh, Go, uh, Go, Josh Go is. That is Josh Pettinger. The famous, famous, God, I can't talk. Famous bowling Pettinger family. Uh, Josh has also worked with me at Town Square Media in radio, and he filled in once in a while. Uh, when I needed a backup host on BBL. He's been on this show too, Josh has. This show, the podcast. You know, go Josh, go. Well, 
Uh, he got a job with the fucking Detroit Red Wings. They reached out to him. They said, we need someone who's high energy in the stands um, doing uh, various hits and spots during stoppages, timeouts, shit like that. Now, that's the job he does with the Grand Rapids Griffins. I'll say, all right, go, Josh, go. And then he talks to some fan who does something stupid, and they do a little dance, and then that's the end of it. Play a dumb game. Uh, Josh is the in the stands uh, host. Well, this guy, Kevin Fisher, who used to work with the Griffins, he now is um, in charge of off-ice uh, shit with the Red Wings. He reaches out to Josh. He goes, hey, buddy, uh, apply for this job. You might get it. He did apply for it. So did a bunch of other people. And Josh got the fucking job. So um, if you watched the Red Wings home opener against Tampa, you saw Josh on TV. Because at one moment um, for the home opener, they are unveiling their, they're introducing their brand new goal horn. Um, when the team played at Joe Louis Arena, they had these big gigantic air horns that you would hit the button. <laughs> Well, they didn't have that at the new arena. They didn't bring the horns for some fucking reason. So they decided to finally hook up the horn. And um, so you're watching a game on TV and there's Josh. All right, we're here with a legend who's going to introduce the horn for the first time. Darren McCarty, welcome. And Darren is stoned to the bone. Stoned to the bone, that is. Hey, guys, what are you doing? Here you go. It's a horn. You see Josh. Woo, yeah. So how about that? Josh has uh, been picked up by the Red Wings. I go, so how many games are you going to do? He goes, well, they want me to do all of them. Um, and I'm like, really? Well, why don't you? He goes, well, logistically, it's it's tough. It's tough to do because uh, it's so it's so far, uh, far away and stuff like that. But uh, Tyler watched it. He said, Darren Mack started a Let's Go Red Wings chant that lasted .05 seconds, LOL. Uh, Blue State Rob says there's no video of this. There is, there is, there is. But I gotta, I um, I didn't prepare it. But I can get it for you. I can definitely prepare it. Uh, Brandon, I have to upload it to Dropbox. I think, and then I'll be able to share it with you. All right. And then I said to, uh, I talked to Josh. I go, so what was that? He goes, Darren was high as a kite. I go, yeah, that's what he, that's kind of his thing now. Uh, big fan of pot. What is today's date? The 16th. Let's see. Where is that video that I just uploaded? Maybe I should save this for, hmm, hold on. This is even easier. Eric. I might have to pee again, by the way. I can feel trouble on the horizon. By the way, I, I tipped off my brother about this, and he is so worried about me. My brother is the perfect, hey, how are you feeling guy? Do you have a uh, how are you feeling guy in your life? 
who, when there's something going wrong, they always check on you? Is there anything better? It's kind of like a double-edged sword because you're getting uh, you're getting reminded that you're not feeling better, but then it's good that someone's actually asking you how you're feeling. Uh, Husky Hall of Fame. All right, let's go to Chris. This is Chris getting his Husky Hall of Fame thing. That's a nice looking trophy there. He's got like the muscly Husky there. Uh, he's here with his two lovers. Uh, here he is with his lovely wife and his beautiful children. Look at this guy. He's like, yeah, I'm cool. That's awesome. Husky Hall of Fame, class of 2023. Chris B. Shut up, Corey. Husky Legends. Chris Burleson. What does that say? 73? Is that when you were born? Does that say 13? Is that a 13? Is that when you played? Where's video, dude? I want to see video of you doing shit. Like hitting a home run or, you know, grabbing your dick or something like that. What the fuck? All right, this is nice, but I still need to see video. You know, I want to see you on the field um, hitting a home run and there's like six fans in the stands uh, while you while you hit a walk-off home run or something like that or turn a sweet double play. You look like to be some kind of infielder. Let's see. Um, a career 350 hitter. You were drafted by the Cincinnati Reds in the 36th round of the Major League Baseball draft. You hit 350 year for your career, 139 ribbies, 39 doubles, 12 triples, and 12 home runs. Burleson matched his offensive ability as a part of the Huskies infield with a career 922 fielding percentage. 285 putouts and 310 assists. Um, let's talk about errors. How bad is it when you boot a fucking ball and everybody thinks you're a piece of shit? How horrible of a feeling is that? And why am I not looking at any videos? Uh, all right, this is not what I wanted of Josh. We're gonna I'm going to have to punt on the Josh thing. I don't think I have it. I could have swore I did have it. Okay, hang on. I'm gonna do this. I am doing this, I swear to God. Oh shit. Dropbox. Save. Well no, it didn't uh I don't think it came through. Okay, I think I might have it. Okay, I got it. Awesome. This is it. Fuck yes. Okay, this is Josh with Darren McCarty. Hey, Josh, what's going on? Looks like you've got a special guest. The game started tonight. This is at the intro of the game. 
That's all he does. He's fucking shaking his arms like a fucking animal from the Muppets. That was it. I think Darren was kind of a little bit out of it on that one. I don't know what, something about that. Uh, Tophis says, uh, shortstop is tough, isn't it? Good thing you were in an outfielder. Holy shit, Eric would be busting your balls. I need to see some footage of this. Chris Burleson says, all right, Jesus Christ, I'll have to dig in a little bit. Ha ha, six fans at the game. No, it's true. Come on now, let's be honest. Nobody would go to those damn games. I can't believe you're in the Hall of Fame and you you don't even have one clip of you doing anything. You sent me a picture of you with those two lovers of yours and your family holding your dumb trophy. Who cares about that shit? And then a still picture of you throwing a baseball. Let's see. He writes, I just emailed you a quick clip. Oh, this is going to be terrible. All right. I got to wait for it to come through. It's going to take a second. All right. Before we do another thing, hello to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. That's 231-332-6505. Get a mortgage from Mario uh, all across the United States. Anyone can take advantage of this no matter where you are. Uh, If you're in the market for a home, get pre-approved today by reaching out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. TC Paintball. All right, it's set. Our next paintball war. Paintball war number 23 happens on Sunday, November 19. Make plans now to join me Sunday, November 19. And I want everybody, I want, if we get all of our group together, because usually it's like half the group shows up. But if I get the Tyler's, uh, the Kev- the Kuiper brothers, Dale and his family, all the Mexicans and one Honduran, we're looking at like 35 people. No excuses. Everybody has to be there. If you've played in the past, you have to play again. Okay? If you've played in the past, you have to play. Okay? Even Kenny. I think Amanda might have even have been at one of these. We can, we can uh, have Amanda play paintball with Amanda. That is the 19th. Um, I want to hear from you. Send me an email uh, for RSVP. 
And I don't want, I mean, seriously, if you hear it right now, let me know now. I mean, that, that you're coming. Clear your schedule out for Sunday the 19th. They'll have the Lions game on there, and it's going to be awesome. That is, in fact, um, just a few days before Thanksgiving. Thank you to TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. Uh, okay. Chris has sent me a video of him swinging the bat from like last week. Now I got to upload it. I can't just click on it. I got to upload it to my Dropbox in order to be able to share it with you. Now this has a potential to be a disaster if you're Chris. Okay, because now I'm watching him swing a bat at however old he is now. I think he's like 57 or 58. So I don't know why he doesn't have the ability to just be able to produce something from his storied career. Uh, I mean, here he is. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer. And I can't even get him to get me to send, uh, to get him to send me anything from the Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, all right. I got to wait for it to show up. It's not working right now. Kevin Kuyper's already checking in and says, hell yes, I can play paintball. That is awesome. Looking forward to seeing you and shooting you in the face. Uh, all right. Kenny and Amanda, I have not forgotten about you. First, though, we need to show you some fights. This first one comes to us uh, where some kangaroo in Australia, both of these clips, this this one's a new one, and then there's an old one, of a kangaroo uh, that wants to kill a dog. Okay, now the dog doesn't get hurt, nor does the kangaroo. Okay, so as this guy is walking towards the kangaroo, he's going to save his dog because he's going to punch the shit out of the kangaroo. Now, kangaroos are strong as fuck. Their heads are hard, and you cannot hurt a kangaroo. But this this kangaroo is going to try to drown the dog. This guy just says, I'm going to punch you. Because it's got his dog. And then look at my dog. Boom. He punches the thing. And then just uh, did you see it? It let go of the dog. Look at that thing. It is jacked. My God. It's just two giant arms connected to a head. Look at my dog. Look at this claw. He's punching that thing. Holy shit. He said, let go my dog. Oh. All right, now it's let go of the dog. And then it hits him. His phone goes to the water. He's fishing around for the fucking phone. He gets it out of the water. And then look at my man. <laughs> 
This kangaroo has been in fights a lot. Look at his ears. This thing in, has been in lots of brawls. So it didn't bother him at all. He's probably just pissed off. I, that takes some nerve to go up to something with claws like that. And I mean, with one swipe. God damn. I think they were laughing. That reminds me of this one. You remember this one? This is the guy who's his same thing. His dog's being attacked by the kangaroo. We realize this could get dangerous. Okay, look at it. He squares up. And then, Let it go. boom. <laughs> Punches that kangaroo right in the face. You hear it go whop. And then the guy goes, the guy start laughing. Let it go, dogs. Let's go. Yeah, the dog's coming. Well, we're not sure what's going on here. What a weird looking creature. God damn. That's fucking insane. All right. So that's two fights. There's actually three I need to show you. Uh, this one was sent to me. I forget who sent it. Might have been Chris. You got this guy with the shirt off is getting his ass kicked. Black shirt's punching him. The chick's punching him. And... This person is punching him. I can't tell if this is a dude or a chick. I think it's a dude. It is. It's got. It's got to be a dude. It looks like Kim Jong Un. He, then he pulls his pants down. He pulls the guys. He's punching him with these 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 really weak punches. And then he pulls his pants down, punches his butt once, and then. Did you see that? He stuck his finger up the guy's asshole. Oh my God. Wow. Oh, that is, that's hideous. Can you imagine? You know, he sniffed it. He's off camera, but we, we needed to see the next thing is of him. Actually holding his uh, the his finger up to the guy's up to his nose and smelling the guy's asshole. What the fuck is wrong with you? That is insanely hideous. Rich says that he smelled the finger off screen. Uh, Tofus says he checked his oil. That's exactly what that is. Oh my God. Uh, Chris, I'm having trouble getting your video to play. And this is what tripped up uh, Hurricane Ashley. A .mov file on the iPhone doesn't like PCs. All right, I got it though. This is Chris. Here we go. This is this is Chris's video that he sent. This is what he wanted us to see. Oh, so what? What did you? It could have been a foul ball. We didn't even get to see how far it goes. 
Was that a softball? Did someone throw it or is that a wiffle ball? And what's up with your with your dad's shoes and your dad's socks? This is very disappointing. I can't eat. Here you are, 56 years old in this video. I can't even get a video of you when you're in the prime of your life as a ball player for uh, uh, Southern Maine Community College of Mines. There isn't, there is, there is no footage. There is no footage anywhere of Chris playing for Southern Maine Community College of Mines. I here you are a Hall of Famer, and I can't even get a footage of you turning footage of you turning to double play like Sweet Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell, for God's sake. Great reference. What the hell is going on here, Chris? Are you telling me that uh, Southern Maine baseball doesn't have a YouTube channel. They probably don't even have the internet at that school. Hold on. Southern Maine baseball, Chris Burleson. How do you spell it? Southern Maine baseball. Okay. I got the hall of fame induction thing. Look at Uh, Chris is like, this is such a malicious beatdown. And Tova's like, nah, this isn't malicious. And it's not. All I want to do is watch you play. Clearly, you have skills. And here we are. This is a Hall of Fame baseball player. We get to see him in the daddy-daughter game hitting a wiffle ball wearing New Balance tennis shoes. What the fuck? Husky Hall of Fame. Here you are, class of 2023, Chris Burleson. Chris Burleson, 2009 baseball university. This is probably like your your team picture back at your freshman year. Uh, fuck. Any video whatsoever? Mm, draft review, Cincinnati Reds, minor league baseball. So that means you had to have gone to spring training. You got drafted with all these other guys who are making millions of dollars. And here you are uh, chit-chatting about getting inducted into the Southern Maine High School Hall of Fame. Look at 36th round. This was the review. When Chris was drafted by the Cincinnati Reds, first guy they picked up was Mike Leake, uh, eighth overall. And then uh, this guy, Andy Seiler here from uh, SB Nation, is doing a draft review of the Cincinnati Reds back in 09. So they're going through all these guys. Talking about them, all the uh, Mark Serrano, right-handed pitcher, Josh Fellhauer. Now, uh, truth be told, very few of these guys will make the big leagues. That's how baseball is. You know, it's tough. But there you were, you got drafted, 36th around, and this is what the guy said: "I don't know anything about Burleson, and even though it's reported that he signed, he's yet to appear in a game." 
Aw. That's that's fucking bullshit. He how the fuck? What a horrible thing. The guy writes, I don't know anything about Burleson. He could have lied. He could have wrote Burleson has a boy, he's got the fire. This Burleson's got the eye of the tiger. He is uh tell you what, he is but he just killed it for Southern Maine. He's a future Hall of Famer with Southern Maine. He likes the Eric Zane Show podcast. Got a beautiful wife, lovely family, and uh, boy, he plays with a tenacity not yet seen in the majors. Yeah, whatever. He can say anything. Instead, this dick writes, I don't know anything about Burleson. That's bullshit. Could be worse. You could be these losers like Dane Reed, Tommy Nury. How many rounds do they have in baseball? 50 rounds. All right. So this is 2009. I wonder if Marge Schott was still alive. Was Marge Schott your boss then? Tofus says you still got to be pretty good to be drafted. Oh, there's no question. There is no question. I'm just fucking with you. If only we had some video of you doing anything baseball-related, uh, not playing in the Make-A-Wish game. Uh, Maureen says, why didn't you play pro baseball if you were drafted? Chris says, yeah, never went far. And then he writes, eh, long story. You know what that means. Here's what happened. He got drafted. And then he was partying in a bar. And then some chick wanted to take him home. And she was fugly. And he said, no, nah, thanks, really. She's like, oh, God, I sleep with a baseball player. And then he took a, uh, a fucking uh, a whiskey bottle. And he used it like Thor's hammer on the side of her head. And whammo. And, uh, well, it fucked her up. And, uh. She's dead. He actually killed her. Uh, And so then after the charges were dismissed due to a technicality, uh, he then uh, checked into rehab, never to be seen again. That is the story of Chris's baseball career. It happened on draft night. He was so fired up to be drafted in the 36th round that in a a bad booze bender and swinging – of a um, a Jack Daniels bottle on the side of some local hooker's head. Uh, that that did it. Uh, we're getting lots of audience members um, uh, searching out Chris Burleson and his uh, his abilities. Tophus writes, Bridgewater Mass, junior Chris Burleson from Portland, Smashed a grand slam at the top of the eighth inning to help lift the University of Southern Maine to an 8-3 victory over host Bridgewater State College in a non-conference baseball game this afternoon at Alumni Field to 11 fans. Cole says the story of Chris's baseball career needs to be a movie. Chris had a $100,000 sign-on bonus to play with the Reds. And I read that wrong. It says $1,000. 
Well, we got a pro baseball player. We have a Hall of Fame baseball player in the audience. You do realize you are the most famous audience member uh, in the whole audience. We have a professional baseball player that is part of this show. Uh, Chris in Maine says, I went to the whole spring training deal. Sarasota, Florida. Ken Griffey Sr. was my single-A coach. Tophus adds, Chris killed 10 hookers and fell short of the majors by one dead hooker. There you go. I'm proud of you. Well done. Yeah, you got it. Did you sign autographs last night? I bet you did. Hall of Famer, you got your trophy. Fuck yes. Incredible baseball career. All right, if anybody gets any footage of Chris swinging a baseball bat when he actually was in shape and not looking like uh, a retarded dad with long white socks and New Balance tennis shoes, uh, I would love that. Okay? That looked like something at a fair. And then we didn't see how far the ball went. So I have a feeling it was just like a pop-up to the infield or some stupid thing like that. I cannot believe we don't have any, any footage. By the way, the uh, uh, Gorham House of Pizza, Gorham, Maine. 2023 Husky Hall of Fame honoring Husky legend Chris Burleson. And then I still don't know what number this is. Uh, presented by Gorham House of Pizza. So it says you graduated in 09. But it says here Chris Burleson 13. Maybe that's your, your uniform number. Or 73. I don't know. Whoever did this is an asshole because I can't tell if this is a 1 or a 7. Well, anyway, congratulations to you. Class graduated in 2009, so that means what? 14 years ago. So, boy, yeah, you're old as fuck. That's horrible. Um, All right. Uh, Chris says, or Maureen says, well, wait a minute. We might have someone more famous. Uh, Jimmy did Taylor Swift's makeup. So it was bad yesterday because uh, Travis Kelsey, he goes to New York to be on the sidelines of the Philadelphia Eagles because his stupid fat brother is playing and because Taylor Swift is there again. So that's what these two assholes do. And then they get together. They're seen out on the town. Everybody loses their shit. And then that movie opened up over over the weekend, um, the concert film for the Eras tour. And, it, it did, did very well. Okay. And, um, if you, in various theaters, you know how, like you go to a theater in like Harlem and they, they talk, black people talk to the screen. Well, white chicks dance to the screen at the new Taylor Swift film on the era's tour. God, I can't, um, it's really a miracle to me that her music is that popular because talk about something that lacks anything that has a soul. It's just songs about boys she dated. So for every relationship that she has, 
She makes a song, and for some reason, all the white chicks love it. So it's the biggest fucking thing in the world. And I don't even think she's that talented. I think her voice is thin and weak. She does not have a strong voice. Okay? You put her up to, against, like, Beyonce. If I'm Beyonce, she needs to start playing the race card. Okay? Because every time a white person does something fantastic, there's always a uh, uh, a more talented black person to say, yeah, uh, the only reason why you fucking people are making a big deal about this is because she's a skinny, titless, honky bitch. That's why. Okay? You get a black chick and no one gives a shit. You know? I mean, Beyonce is a million times more talented than that piece of shit, Taylor Swift. Fuck her. My God. Mediocrity Dave says the song Seven is pretty good, and I am not a fan. All right, whatever. Dave laughs at the joke, skinny, titless, honky bitch. So did Kenny. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. Uh, I think she's horrible, and I think that this. I think that this relationship could be a stunt. Okay. To promote, I wouldn't put it past these two assholes. Um, there isn't a camera that Travis Kelsey uh, doesn't want to be in front of. Okay, so you get white and uh, talented at football, and white and talented supposedly at singing. And then that's a match made in heaven. And then everybody talks about it. Their uh, star power rises to astronomical levels. And then everybody makes money. This is not going to last. I give it three, four months before it uh, burns out. Skinny, titless, honky bitch is now in my head forever, says Ben Weller. Tophus says, good name for a band. Bob calls her untalented rat face trailer park skank. Okay. Donut Dan says, let's hope they don't trade him to the Lions. Oh, that would be horrible. Yeah, we don't need those types of distractions on the Lions. I don't know if that would work. All right. So that concludes... The sports portion of the program. Uh, Chris woke up today riding high on the fame from the uh, introduction into the Southern Maine uh, Ukulele Hall of Fame. So that's big. And he said, I, I, easy, I'm taking a page out of you and tooting my own horn, which he should. We now know that we have a professional baseball player Drafted in the 36th round in the 2009 baseball draft, Cincinnati Reds. Um, but it's still a mystery if he can even hit the ball. Str- pretty strong stats, but we don't really have any footage. All he did was send us uh, a video from the father son wiffle ball game when he's dressed like a dad. And uh, three people behind him watching, which is five times more than the amount of people that watched him play uh, college baseball. 
Now you got to go back and get some footage. We've also had kangaroo fights and a guy who stuck his finger in some guy's asshole. There's just enough time left in this show to mercilessly crucify Kenny and Amanda. And I'm going to do that next. And all I need to do is use their words to indict these two losers. Unbelievable. But first, hello to my friends at the King's Room Barbershop. This Friday, I will be at King's Room Barbershop starting at 2.30 for the grand opening of the new location at 821 36th Street Southwest in Wyoming, Michigan, next to the costume room. If you need your haircut, come see me then at 2.30. What I'm doing there is trying to impress upon uh, Colleen and Andy that I can draw people. If you want to support the show, then you support the sponsors. Come see me, even if you don't need a haircut, because you can spin the legendary King's Room Barbershop Wheel of Merch. Uh, You can win free haircuts. You can win free products. You can win uh, free King's Room t-shirts and swag, whatever. And there's a chance to win a big screen TV, and you get to hang out with me. All right? And you get to see Andy's amazing beard, Andy Skyver. From King's Room Barbershop. Again, 821 36th Street Southwest in Wyoming, Michigan, next to the costume room. Boys, girls, doesn't matter. Come see me at King's Room Barbershop. The grand opening weekend is all weekend. Saturday or Friday and Saturday. You need details about the King's Room Barbershop. You go to kingsroom.net. They have three locations, one Caledonia. One in uh, on Northland Drive, and then this one at 821 36th Street Southwest. Say it with me. 821 36th Street Southwest. Friday, 2.30, I'll be there. Batting last in the lineup before we get to mauling Kenny and Amanda for being assholes. Our friends at My Policy Shop Insurance, Frank Fuss. Okay, uh, probably a lot of you. Um, have a scenario where you have insurance through your boss, through your employer to insure you doesn't cost you very much out of pocket in premiums, but to insure your whole family, it might, you might look at that every two weeks and say, God damn, they take out a lot for my insurance, several hundred dollars, if not thousands a week, I'm sorry, a, a month, You're like, God damn. Well, There's a way to kind of beat that now. And I want you to at least explore it with a conversation with Frank Fuss. Because now you can keep your employer's insurance. But the rest of the family can get insured through uh, healthcare.gov, Obamacare. If you are below an earning threshold, and it's quite high actually, it's quite easy to be under that earning threshold, you will get a tax subsidy to pay for the premium on the healthcare saving you hundreds of dollars each month. It's worth it to investigate. Uh, reach out to Frank Fuss and say, easy sent me. What's this about how healthcare.gov can insure my family and save me money? And then he'll go to work. You don't do anything more than that. It doesn't cost you anything to do this. Frank's services are free, but you must do this. Go to buyinsurancehere.com. B-U-Y insurancehere.com and fill out the form. 
and then Frank will take care of the rest. So if you're like a Hall of Fame baseball player in Maine and you have a wife and two kids and you got some job, you've parlayed that incredible baseball career into a, uh, into a, a professional job. Your boss pays for your insurance. Well, okay, you're paying a premium for that lovely wife and those two kids. How about you save hundreds more and you can uh, you can save a ton of money just by getting the insurance through healthcare.gov. I know you're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars at, you know, basic uh, uh, card signings and appearances and shit like that throughout the main area, but uh, you might want to look into this. Buyinsurancehere.com. All right. So, going on two months now, we started Fraudulent Fat Fucks. It's a Facebook group where people get together. The idea was um, brought up because of my ease at which I'm able to explain to people how ridiculous they are and their abandoning of their um, healthy lifestyle choices. What the fuck is wrong with you, you idiot? Now, I've verbalized this many times, uh, particularly to Amanda, who has uh, said she likes it when I do this. She's actually said that. I like it when you humble me, when you tell me, you know, kind of like smack me upside of the head. And that's kind of like the idea, you know. Now, not everybody has it in them to uh, tell people to get their head out of their ass. So a lot of the people on the group are just like, come on, you can do it, which is fine, whatever. We're all, most of us are in the same boat. Some people are in the group and, uh, and, and don't have to lose any weight, like uh, 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 Amy and, uh, and Aram. They just are there to offer encouragement. Yeah, and, and I'm not there really to tell you how good you're doing, uh, as I, and I don't expect you to tell me how good I'm doing. Uh, I'm 30 pounds overweight. You're like, I don't see it easy. Well, trust me, it's there. Again, my weight's never been higher. My triglycerides have never been higher. My cholesterol has never been higher. My doctor said, for love of God, would you start doing something and stop eating like an asshole? Or I'm going to have to put you on cholesterol medication. So I'm not different than you. Okay, my, my, uh, what I have to do is my own thing, but it, it's a struggle. Amy says, I'm an encourager. I can't yell at Amanda. That's okay. It's okay. I can. I do. Now, um, the two people who need the most help or who need to change your lifestyle the most because it's quite dire are Kenny and Amanda. When you get down to it, there are no old fat people. So for fuck's sake, you got to do it. Well, Amanda's been the most kicking and screaming out of all of them. I'll get to her second. And she's ridiculous because she'll like, um, no, I'll save it. I'll save it. Um, let's see. I was tipped off. Let's see. (laughs) I can't believe Kenny left the group. I wrote, he did. 
I asked, did he give a reason? The person says, I don't remember. So I reached out to Kenny. And he knows this is coming. I told him, I go, I'm definitely talking about this, Kenny. Um, but I don't think his situation is as dire as Amanda's. If I'm taking him at his word, and I am. I wrote to him yesterday, why did you quit our weight loss support group? And he wrote, I don't know, man. That was about a week and a half ago. And it was the kind of day where I was just all up in my own head full of negative thoughts. Ever have one of those days? Just wasn't in a good headspace, you know? It was just a bad day. Now, I'm not satisfied with that. I don't know. And then he gives me, yeah, it was a week and a half ago. And then I, I felt bad. I was like, uh, okay. Uh, well, of course, it happens all the time. So why did you quit? He says, I don't know. Like I said, glad I haven't had any bad days similar since though. So right away, I'm like, I don't know. I go, I said, okay, speaking freely here. One, quote, I don't know is what a child would say. Two, rejoin and quit being a pussy. Three, I'm going to probably bust your balls about this. He writes, oh man, I so hate it when my kids say, I don't know. Always have. But I'm being honest here. It was a week and a half ago and it was just a really bad day. Now, the truth is, he does know. He's just not willing to tell me that he was, I don't know, who knows? I mean, was he, did he, was he trying to get attention? Is this, is this your way? I, I, I don't get you. I don't get, I don't know. There is a reason, but you're not have. you're not coming up with the courage to tell me why you did this. There is a reason and you're not being honest. That's what happened there. Of course, you know. You don't go, oopsie, forgot. I left my brain somehow. I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I did that. What a crock of shit. God damn it. You're not even honest with me. How can you possibly lie to my face like that? Oh my God. What a, what a lying whore you are. I don't know. Oh my God. It was a week and a half ago. It was just a really bad day. So a really bad day. So what happens if, if no matter what happens, it doesn't mean you go quit the group. Let's say you get hit by a car. Oh no, I got hit by a car. I better go quit the fucking Facebook, Facebook support group. doesn't make any sense. Unless if someone in the Facebook group said, Kenny, like, let's say Amanda in a hypothetical situation approached you in the Facebook group and said, Kenny, since you are in this group, I know that you want to eat my asshole when I'm shitting. And then if you left the Facebook group, that would make sense. That would be like you're saying, well, you see, Eric, Amanda, because I'm in the Facebook group, she thinks that I want to eat her asshole when I'm shitting. So I quit the Facebook group. Do you see how insane it is to tell me you don't know why you quit the Facebook group? But 
That's a lie. You do know. You're just not man enough to tell me why. You're not being honest with me. You're a lying whore is what you are. Okay, so we've established you're a lying whore. And by the way, of the two beat-ups here, yours is not as significant as Amanda's. So Amanda, why don't you shut up and get ready? Uh, let's see. He writes, uh, I was just having a bad day. That's what I do know. Every day since has been increasingly better, so I'm thankful for that. And I wrote, yeah, these are excuses. Quote, I had a bad day, end quote. So I sabotaged myself. That's ridiculous. Also, I'll just tell you this. If you don't change this, you're going to die young. Let that sink in. Quit fucking around. Perhaps you need a reminder. You're lucky you know, you're lucky that you know people who'll tell you straight. You better get your butt in gear, man. He says, I left the group on Facebook on a bad day I had. That's all. That still doesn't explain anything. Stop saying that. I didn't give up on myself. I'm stocked up on lots of meal replacement shakes and almond milk for them and just got in a new treadmill oil application kit thingy. Not sure what's going on there. Going to use that this evening and starting back up using it finally. So the treadmill not having oil, you need to, you need to give an oil change to the treadmill. Is that what's going on? I wrote you better seriously. And then I said, sorry if I came on strong, but I'm worried about you and I don't want you to lose sight of your goal. People are depending on you. Then there's, uh, that's idiot number two. Idiot number one is Amanda. She was in Mount Pleasant to be with her daughter yesterday or this weekend for, um, like a picture ceremony because the kid's graduating. So they got all sorts of pictures, her in a cap and gown, and she's in a nature setting. They take a nice pic, and oh, my God, they look awesome. Whatever, do your thing as mom and daughter graduation. She breaks away from all of that to whine on Facebook that she has to walk. Let me read you this. All caps. God damn it. I'm at CMU's campus being Mariah's helper for her graduation photos. And we are walking all caps everywhere. It sucks. I don't like walking, especially outside. And she adds, I'm coming off my meds, so I want to cry and beat the shit out of someone. What sucks the most is I have no one to blame but me. It's not fair. All right. Now, I didn't see this. By the way, look at at her. Mariah, she's getting these nice pictures here. There she's got the cap and gown. Here she is walking off to her big career. Nice day. Fall day, fall colors. 
Tim starts it off with walking is great. It could be worse. You could be sitting in a hospital with oxygen and a feeding tube attached to you, completely unable to move. I took this as ridiculous complaining. So I wrote what a ridiculous post. I have no words. I don't think the Facebook group was designed to basically go there and complain. Aram wrote while reading this, I was like, Eric isn't going to like this. Amanda sees my post and writes, wait, why? Because I wrote what a ridiculous post. I have no words. The fact that you would write, it's not fair. No, it's absolutely fair. If it were unfair, this is an example of not fair. Um, if a fat genie came down from the stars and waved a magical pork chop, and then you went from being skinny and living a healthy life to morbidly obese, that's not fair. Okay. You did this. So the only thing that's not fair is you weren't fair to yourself. You can't yell. It's not fair. You sound like a whiny bitch. In this group, no one wants to see you who's fighting the battle of her life complaining about having to walk a little bit. Come on. It's time to wrap your mind around this whole idea of uh, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable until you can fix this. But when all you do is sit there is negative post, negative post, shoot yourself in the foot be sabotaging to yourself. You're not going to help yourself. It's just not going to work. You and uh, Princess Kenny, no matter how what you two do to get away from each other, all you do is gravitate towards each other with your miserable attitudes. It's really horrible. Kenny, no offense, but I'm not buying any of the, oh, yeah, I haven't given up on myself. I think you have. I think you have, and I think you're full of shit. Did you join the group back up? Did you did you join back up to the group? If you haven't, there's got to be a reason why. If you're not gonna, well, I mean, yeah, you probably should stay away. Leave it to the people who actually are trying to help each other. Which you're not. Uh, more about stupid Amanda. Uh, Tim posts a gif of a baby crying. Amanda responds defiantly. Well, yeah, but I can have a pity party if I want to for a little, then I'll get over it. I'm at bowling now. Oh, okay, cool. Amy's very nice. She says, keep pushing through Amanda. It sucks now, but it will get better. No, it won't. It won't. If that, if that is your attitude, it's not going to get any better. Quit lying to her, Amy. Give me a break. Amanda says, thanks, Amy. I just needed a vent and tell people why I hate walking outside. I still have my treadmill, though. Uh, Megan says, coming off meds suck. I hope that part of this passes quickly. Uh, Aram says, Amanda, you can openly hate walking outside all you want as long as you are doing it anyway. I hate exercising while I'm doing it, but like it when I am done. Uh, Eric writes, this is pathetic. Amanda says, well, that is the idea. Don't know what that means. 
Chris adds, this just in, no one gives a shit. There was another one on here that I think, okay, I must have, okay, this is the one I wanted to read. Randy writes, how about instead of bitching and pissing and moaning about how terrible it is, why don't you look at the bright side of life? It's a gorgeous fall day. The campus looks beautiful and you have some color change. Oh, and best of all, quote, uh, all caps, you get to spend some time with your daughter and your daughter actually likes you enough to invite you along. Now go take some goddamn pictures and when you're done, go for a walk around campus with your daughter, then go enjoy some pizza and talk about how much you love the day. Come on. What is going on here with this group? What started out as such a wonderful thing is being ruined by these two uh, 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 fucking 500 pounders. I've had it with this. A half ton of negativity. I just quit. I don't know why. I got the blues. I don't know Walking, fuck this. Ooh, oh, oh, my back hurts. I can't believe it. I better have a milkshake. Ah. Fucking wake up, you pussies. Fuck you. God damn. Oh, hold on. I can't do that. I got to the asshole of the day. What? I like it. Like it. Well, who? The, we know who the asshole is. It's Kenny and Amanda are the assholes of the week for this shit. You dicks. Go fuck yourselves, you losers. Eat my ass. Fuck you. Assholes of the day are Kenny and Amanda for being huge piles of shit again. Thank you, folks. I'll talk to you on the Patreon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Except for Kenny and Amanda. Idiots. Idiots.